I know where my concern would be if I found out there was some serial killer out there. And then the next thing I learned was that they was only killing oligarchs. I'm like, wow, that's a hero. That's Batman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is, is a serial killer just a bad guy in and of himself? Depending on who he's serial killing, right? Welcome back to BS with Brian Simpson, episode 73. Um, don't forget if you if you got any questions, comments, concerns, you want advice from the advice channel, go ahead and email us at bs with Brian Simpson at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 323-451-1980. You can go to any of my socials on BS Comedian, click on the link tree, those are the links to my dates. Um, I, the next place I'm going to be is the Comedy Store in Los Angeles, running my hour in the belly room on August 11th. This is going to be two shows. Um, you can go to the, their website to get it. It'll be on my link tree by the time this comes out. We'll, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so fresh back, actually, this time. I tried to predict it last time. Fresh back from the Just for Last Festival. I had a good time. I was very against it. I don't know why I fought it so hard. I, I did have a good time. It was nice to see other comedians in their environment. Um, it was nice to finally meet certain people that I only have heard about or met them in passing and that sort of thing. It was, it was, it was a good time. Um, I ate some good ass food. Chef Phil hooked it up. Y'all remember Chef Phil on here, the sushi, the sushi master. This motherfucker hooked it up. They have a sushi by scratch in Montreal. That was my favorite one so far. I've been to a few of the sushi by scratch. Is it sushi by scratches or sushis by scratch? Sushi, sushi by scratch, I believe. Right, right, right. But if you're saying multiple sushi by scratch, is it su- sushi's by scratch? I would say yeah, I, it's like a, it's like it's like attorney's general, or right, 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 or sergeant's major. So it, maybe, yeah. or is it sushi by scratches? I would love to hear uh, how Chef Phil feels about it. Um, or maybe they don't talk about it in plural. Who knows? You know, introduce a little little, uh, little uh, thought experiment in his brain there. Um, no, but I went to, and I, um, I also, man, I ate at this dope ass place called Le Alturo Saison, which I think it means the outer season. Man, let me tell you something. That, you talking about some good French food? That shit was good. I never had a, what they call it, a duck cone fee. Like, I know that shit's bad for you. I don't know what, I don't, you know, that, that shit got to, it tastes so damn good. It tastes so damn good. Everything there was good. I had escargot for the first time, and and it was a it tasted great, but I couldn't get past. Um, like I couldn't stop thinking about the fact that it's a snail. So that like it, you know, <laughs> it's like the mental work it takes to eat it was overwhelmed. You know what I mean? But it tasted great. I couldn't stop eating it. I love the taste. But escargot was dope. But the duck confit, man, out of this world. Um, so yeah, there was two great restaurants I ate uh, there. Um, did some dope shows, got an award, writing ten comics to watch type shit. Um, some met some of the other people that got the same award. Uh, so it, yeah, it was it was a good night, man. It was a good it was a good week. Uh, but we're back, we're back in America, and I always miss America. Like I'm never like you know it it, it is wild, you, you know because you know what it is too. Like when you go somewhere like Canada, this is what's fucked up. You know, you, you're constantly reminded of all the ways that other countries are better or things they do better that's just make logical. Like, you know, foreign, foreign people be genuine, like, like, uh, they, they'd be genuinely confused about, and they be, and they'll ask you, like, you, like, you, like, I chose things, you know, 
Like they Gene confused about like how certain shit costs money here and you know, all, all of those things. And so you're constantly reminded of like, oh damn, they see they got healthcare here. Everyone here is so healthy and beautiful and confident about it, you know? <laughs> and and so you're like, oh, they got healthcare here, God damn, God damn. And, they, and they hit you like, oh, so you don't? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, why don't y'all? I don't know why we don't. I don't know. <laughs> you know, they got shit, you know, you see shit like, uh, you know, free, you know, free daycare for moms and shit like that, you know? And then, and then on the way back, um, I was on our first flight. I was on a flight with this, uh, this New Zealand comic that's like, you know, big over there. And he, and he would just talk about all the, all these, all this dope shit New Zealand does. Like college, college isn't free. Like New Zealand is one of those places that's like aggressively capitalist, but they ha- they still have like common sense socialist policies. Like, so college isn't free. You still have to take out a, a college loan, but you have the rest of your life to pay it off and there's no interest. See, that seemed like a great middle ground to me. You pay, right? That seemed like a great middle ground to me. It sounds very logical. It could never happen here. You, you know, something got to be making money over this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean, interest free? Fuck you talking about? So then, you know, and, and he went on this long laundry list of ways. And he was explaining all these things that New Zealand does, right? And then, and then this is the part, right? <laughs> so then we get up to the, so then we get to the front of, of, the, air, of the airport. And uh, and they're like, uh, you know, like uh, American passports. I was like over here, and me, me and the other comics went that way. And they were like, with yours? He was like, New Zealand. He was like, yeah, go stand over there. And then we didn't. See, and then we got through security in like five minutes. We I ain't see that motherfucker for twenty five minutes. And it was like that right there. It's like it's like, you know, it's like we got we have all these shitty policies, but then it's like America still gets to go to the front of the line. That's so. It was the one. It was our like one little <laughs> solace. You know what I'm saying? It was it was the one little, you know, thing we had. You know, but that motherfucker, yeah, he gonna get to New Zealand. He probably just got there like probably took him two days to get home. But man, if he ain't feeling good about it, he just go to the doctors for no reason. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I just don't understand why we don't do certain shit that make make perfect sense, man. You know, but, I mean, the it was a for profit company that actually ended the. You know, remember when remember when Biden was supposed to give like loan relief for like up to twenty thousand dollars and for for certain people on 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 uh education loans it was actually a private company that um brought that up to the supreme court because they're like well we're not going to make we make money off of servicing those loans so if you if you forgive twenty thousand dollars worth of debt we're not going to make money and it actually worked supreme court accepted their argument and deemed the uh loan forgiveness plan unconstitutional wow wow so i mean see yeah but i can see how they would have a legal argument like we never would have serviced these loans if we thought we was going to not make money yeah i mean right. when you i don't want to bore people with like the actual facts of the case but it, it's total bullshit i mean they 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 didn't. They weren't actually going to lose any money off of it. It was just they did that to get standing, so they could cancel the student loan forgiveness. Oh, so, so the, oh, the Supreme Court. They, they didn't have to prove that they would lose money. No. Oh no. wow. Uh yeah. There you go, folks. We're doomed. <laughs> We're doomed. In fact, let's start out with the doom and gloom. Let's start out with this. I, you know, there's a category in this list that says doomed, and I and I already knew 
already knew what it was going to be before you even said something. Enhanced ad privacy. Man, stop. Everybody got to ask to spy on you, bro. Everybody want to spy on you now. And here's my motherfucking thing. You know, listen, our agreement, Google, Facebook, Twitter, uh, etc. Our agreement is that you get to spy on me, but it has to. You have to make my life better with that information. And you're slacking. You're slacking. My motherfucking speaker should know what I'm saying when I'm asking it to do stuff. Right? Yeah. My fucking. You know so much about me. My fucking speaker should know what I'm talking about by now. You know. You know so funny. Anyway. Uh, 100% coral mortality found in coral reef restoration site off Florida as ocean temperatures soar. Do y'all understand what that means? See, some of you fucking idiots don't understand why the coral is so important, why the coral reef matters. It's because the coral reef is the bottom of the food chain. You understand that? The littlest things eat the shit that's and live in the shit that's in the coral. And the bigger things eat those little things. And the bigger things eat those things. And the biggest things eat those things all the way the fuck up to us. If the coral reef dies, the, the environment is going to like, like, here we go. Here we go. Here we fucking go. It's a wrap. I told you. I'm sorry you just had a baby, Rob. I don't know. Yeah, I hope they invent SPF 500 before <laughs> she got to go outside. Because here we go, man. This is a, this is this is this is it. This is it. This is the thing climate scientists have been screaming at the top of their lungs all this time. Um, oh, you know, I guess they they, they were gonna say it here in, in the article, but it's like here, coral reefs play a vital role in the overall health of the planet and off the coast of Florida. They're in, they're in jeopardy as the relentless heat continues. The Coral Restoration Foundation said in one coral reef restoration site off the state's coast, the extreme temperatures have proved deadly. And this is gonna start happening. This is gonna start happening all around the world. You know, once the whole thing goes, it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. Like it's, it's gonna. You know, and I don't know, I don't know, uh, you know, I think it's it's too late now, right? In fact, I think a scientist already warned us last year that we had already hit the point of no return when it, as, as climate change is concerned. You know, it's just going to keep getting, uh, the, the average, the average global temperature is going to keep getting higher. And you know what it is, people, you know, people don't understand big numbers, right? You know how they say that people don't understand big numbers. I think people have a hard time understanding the small numbers too. A small number make people less afraid, you know. Some people go, oh, if it, if it rises half a degree, it's yeah. a wrap. People are like, half a degree? I'm like, it was two degrees 40 years ago. <laughs> right. Now we don't we already hit that. So now, it's, now we up to two, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know the numbers. <laughs> I don't know the exact numbers. But, uh, but I, because I, I, I knew it was a wrap. Like once... I knew it was a rap when I was a child. When 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 they first started talking this shit, I already knew it was a rap. I was like, oh, we, when has humanity ever come together to do anything? When like everybody on Earth got to cooperate? It's not. It's a rap. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. We need an enemy. That's the only time we ever come together is when there's something else for us to hate. So as long as Earth is the only place where there's people living, we're not gonna ever come together. It's a rap. You know? That's why these Senate hearings about the aliens are so important, Brian. We need an enemy. Well, let's talk about this this bullshit. So, first of all, <laughs> guys, listen. You, you, 
I don't know. I don't know what to explain to people because because I think I think some people are so lost and so desperate to feel like they have a rap on reality or so desperate to feel like they understand the world that they, they they'll believe, you, you know, it's, it's like some people are addicted to that feeling of, I, I know something everybody else do, don't, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, you sheep don't know the truth and all this other bullshit. And it's like, and they never want to have a conversation about why they believe the things they believe. You know, it's always, you know, it's, it's always like, oh, but the government, it's like, oh, yeah, the government lies. That doesn't mean that the truth is whatever you thought of. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's like, that's, that's because that, those are the two things you have to prove. You, you don't have to, you know, just because the government's a liar doesn't mean whatever bullshit coming to your mouth is the truth. You know, it's, it's like you have right. to, yeah, you're making a crazy claim that there's, and, 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 and I, I wish, do you have the video pulled up of this guy talking? Or at least the, the highlights, the clips. You know, I can pull it up right it's now. Like, it's like pay very close attention to the words he he, the words he chooses and the words he is very careful not to say. If you right? believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um. Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. Hey, pay very close attention to the. Okay, so the first, the first thing that's suspicious about this whole thing to me, I'm talking, about, I'm suspicious of this guy, is that he claims to be a whistleblower, but then when certain questions come up, he says. That he can't share that because it's a secret. Or we need to. He, one, at one point, he said, "We need. I would need to talk about that with you in a skiff." So, so it's one of those things where it's like, okay, are you a whistleblower or not? Is, isn't the whole point of you blowing the whistle that you tell the secrets? Right. So, what are you talking about? You need you 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 not authorized. Like, what does that mean? So, so here's 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 the other thing. It's like it's like he he answered her questions like a lawyer. You know what I mean? Like he, mm-hmm. like I need, I need, I need this guy to say. You know, I mean, even this wouldn't really be proof, but he, I would need him to say directly into the microphone that I, that that I observed, <laughs> I observed extraterrestrial life forms, humanoid life forms. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. because the, the, all these buzzwords, it's, it's like they're being very very. Uh, specific and surgical about the words they're using that he saw. What, what was the word he said? Um, N- non-human biologics. Biologics, right? That could be. What does that mean? Biologics could be anything. My dog is a non-human biologic. Right. It could be. It could be germs. It could be tardigrades. It could be. You know. So. So the, it's like. You know, this guy is just a clout chaser. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on. Where's the evidence? And here's the other thing. This dude is basically saying that he heard it from somebody else. Not that he saw it, but he knows somebody that saw it. I mean, look, man, if that's all it takes for you to be convinced of something extraordinary, is a motherfucker telling you that they know a motherfucker that know a motherfucker? It's like, you know, I don't know. I think that we certainly are doomed. You'll believe anything. Why do you think people are so quick to believe it? Um, because because it's interesting, and it and it gives them some it gives it gives them something interesting to talk about. 
Let's take a second to thank our sponsor, Sheath Underwear. Having to adjust your dick all day is a hassle. Keep yourself in place with Sheath Underwear. Sheath Underwear features two pouches, one for your dick and one for your balls to keep everything separated, cool, and breezy. They have tons of awesome patterns so you can switch up your look but always be comfy and secure. Whether you're at the gym or out on the road, Sheath keeps you cool and dry down there. Okay, I use Sheath. They work. They keep my balls from touching my legs, and that's all I require. And uh, now I'm, I demand that from all my underwear. You know, and um, I'm slowly throwing away all my underwear and replacing them with sheath because I don't like my balls touching my legs. You know what I mean? Um, um, yeah, I, and I keep trying to get them to make a bigger dick pouch. You know, I don't know who to model, who they molding stuff off over there, but uh, hey, some of us out here got... You know, we got some girth out here, uh, Sheath. Um, so uh, you can skip using the pouches all together. You'll still have the best underwear in the game. Try out their bamboo fiber blend underwear for extra softness. I love the bamboo. They'll be the most comfortable pair of boxer briefs that you've ever worn in your life. Go to sheathunderwear.com and get the most comfortable underwear you'll ever wear. Use code BS to get 20% off your first order. Plus, Sheath Underwear's 100% money back guarantee. That's sheathunderwear.com. Promo code BS for 20% off your order. Get Sheath Underwear. Support the show. Support your balls. You know, you you ever notice how you ever notice how most of the most of the conspiracy nuts and by conspiracy nuts, I'm talking about people that believe every conspiracy. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Not people that's suspicious, not people that's concerned, not people that's being discerning, but people that like believe every single conspiracy. You ever notice that if you take the conspiracy out of their life, they're boring as fuck. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? They got nothing else yeah, to talk yeah. about. No, no. The only interesting things they can talk about is, and, and, and think about it. Imagine one day you discover that everything in your imagination, you could just talk about it like it's true. And now right. you're now all of a sudden you're interesting, and then you find other people that you know that can't disprove your bullshit. And that gives you justification, you know, because we talked about, I think we talked about it before. It's called uh, conspiratorial thinking, right? And it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a, I don't know, disorder. Once, because, because every time you believe something without evidence, you start, you know, the, the part of your brain that looks for bullshit, it, like it changes and you, and you become more susceptible to believing things without evidence. You know, so it's like the easier, the, the more, the, you know, you, every time you fool your own self, it's easier for you to fool yourself. It's like you're taking, you're taking down your defenses. It's like, oh, I don't need to. Right. You know, you start out, you start with, you know, you don't start out, but you, you when you, once you learn to be logical and reasonable and, and, uh, and apply that to, to your life, you know, every time after that, you go, uh, you, you know, it's like if I told you, if I told you I saw, I saw a man fly, you would have questions. What you mean? Where? How? Was it on tape? Was it right? But 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 as soon as I go, as soon as I tell you, hey man, it's fucking, it's aliens under every pizza parlor, fucking kids and running for office, and you buy that, you know what I mean? And 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 the moon landing was fake, you know, and and you know JFK was a clone, and I saw a man fly. Now you believe me because now you've trained your brain to not. Need evidence, you know. I'll I'll beat the drum to the cows come home, but like, but listen, just as important as truth 
is the path to truth. I heard that from Cornell West on a documentary called Examine Life. We talked about that, right? The path to truth is just as important as the truth. Like how you arrive at your truths, it may be more important. Because if there's nothing before that truth, if you just believe things and, 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 and there's nothing that led to that, you know, oh man, that's fucking scary. And I think that's, I don't think that's most people, but I think it's enough. It's enough people. It's enough people that we're doomed. You know, this is why the coral reef dying, you know, this is why, you know, we're not prepared for the next pandemic. You know, I don't know, man. That's what's interesting about this. I mean, I think this guy's full of shit. This David Grush. Ain't no fucking, yeah, come on, man. I think he's full of shit, but I think I think what's interesting about it is that it has broken through into the mainstream in a weird way, like that normal people are talking about this guy is different, right? Because normally you think of like ancient aliens, cranks, you know, right, people on Discovery right. Channel and shit like that, and everybody knows those people are cranks, but this guy's giving senate testimony about this kind of stuff and there's right. articles about it on nbc news and, and the senators are sitting there just spoon feeding this motherfucker it seemed like they were they were pre-agreed questions yes yeah you they're know? definitely teeing them up yeah it's like nobody challenging this guy i, I just i just don't understand it's like you because when motherfuckers say some shit like that yeah we are non-human biologics that is such a <laughs> that is such a fucking evil sneaky way of answering that question. <laughs> it, it makes me wonder who's really behind trying to put this out there. Oh, I I have, because, I, have my because, own, because, I have my own conspiracy theory about that. What, if, if, if I'm this guy and I'm knowing what yep. I know and I know what he knows that people will assume he knows from how he answered that question, right? I'm coming out like, you know, like she'd ask me two questions, but like, Senator, let me be, let me be clear. Okay. There are humanoids from, from another solar system here on earth. All right. They crashed somehow they lived and we have the bodies intact. They haven't decomposed or nothing. It's creatures. We, we got creatures. They over there, you know, it's like, what, 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 say that. That's what I want. And tell us where. Where's the selfies? Yeah, that's what's crazy to me. It's like everybody has a cell phone in their pocket, a smartphone in their pocket now that can yeah. take fucking 4K video. And we, every single video of UFOs, sorry, UAPs, is exactly as grainy and shitty as it was in the 1970s. Yeah, because it's all bullshit. Or it's people that don't know what they're looking at. You yeah, know? it's almost always that. Because I think I think the oh, go ahead. Because that's the whole point. Uh, an unidentified flying object. It's just that. It's it's something flying, and we don't know what it is. It doesn't mean you know what it is. It doesn't mean it's little green <laughs> men. It doesn't mean anything. It's like we just don't know. We saw something flying. We don't know what it was. You know, and that's, that happens all the time. Like the, like the, the, the military uses UFO, not it doesn't mean aliens. It just means an unidentified mm-hmm. flying object. And until we identify it, that's what it is. And, and we identify a lot of them. Sometimes we see object, we don't know what it is, and then we do. Sometimes we don't. Most of the time we do. It doesn't mean it was aliens. 
you know. Even even the term unidentified flying object is a little bit of a misnomer because a lot of times it's just, you know, a dust mote on the lens of a camera or it's a beam of light that reflects off of something and catches the sensor in a camera, right? So it's not even something... We can't even assume that it's something flying. It can just be a technological glitch or... Um, a million some other, other sort of photographic phenomenon. Yeah, but you know what? If it's one of those things, then that means that some of these fucking stupids would have to admit that they're wrong. <laughs> you know, and we and we talk about this a lot. It's like it's human. It's it's our default is to is to gravitate towards ideas that means we were right all along. We don't need to change a thing, baby. <laughs> that's why the <laughs> that's why the earth is boiling. My nigga said global boiling. He said global global warming is at, is over. Global boiling is here. <laughs> and I had somebody yesterday try to downplay it, like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, but that's just the media blowing that out of proportion. I'm like, no, it ain't. No, they, 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 they not sounding the alarm enough. Like, like it, it's, what does that mean out of proportion? Like it's happening. You, you know, like the, the climate scientists were supposedly blowing stuff out of proportion. Supposedly there's a global conspiracy of weathermen that are in cahoots with the oil companies. They've paid everybody. They paid every meteorologist on the globe to make this lie up that climate change is human, is not only happening, but it's human caused. You know, and can can both be true? Can what be true? Where it is global warming, but at the same time, where these big oil companies will take advantage through carbon taxes. Yeah, but carbon taxes didn't exist when the glo- when when they started sounding the alarm. No, no, I'm saying it is true, but in the way that it's like not carbon taxes for them, but for the average citizen. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you ate too many burgers, or hey, your AC is too high, or you know what I mean? Uh, I, I, do you mean like trying to shift responsibility to the average person? Correct. Oh, well, yeah, of course. That's what they've been doing. Same thing with recycling. The carbon footprint. They put that was the, invented by British Petroleum. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, that whole term carbon footprint was made up so that it put, it, it, you know, because listen, here's the truth. If every citizen in the world had as low a carbon footprint as possible, it still wouldn't put a dent in the carbon emissions, not anything significant because it, most of those com- come from multi-global conglomerates, you know? So it's like, it's all trying to shift the responsibility to, to people, but it's, you know, our inability to rein in these companies is, is what's going to fucking kill us. And this is so crazy. You know, it, it, it's been, it's been record temperatures across the globe, right? Mm-hmm. It's been record random. I mean, I'm in Austin, Texas. I think it's been over a hundred degrees, like 20 out of the last <laughs> 30 days or something crazy. It's been over 100 degrees just every day. Like, I mean, I was in Montreal for 10 days. I came back, it's 100 motherfucking degrees. It was 100 degrees up there one of the days. So, 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 you know, you know, and that's happening everywhere. The, 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 the water off the coast of Florida is fucking, is the temperature of a hot tub. The coral reef is dying. And it's just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. It's like, it's literally an existential threat to humanity. And I don't know how you can over, I don't know how you can exaggerate that. You know, it, that's just, it's just because people out there go, ah, it's just the media. Where you just giving yourself an excuse not to change. I think there you is know? one way that you can over exaggerate, though. How's that? I, and I think you've sort of 
accepted part of this framework maybe is the notion that it's just a, like it's a wrap like there's nothing we can do it's going to happen anyway it is happening that in and of itself is a little bit of a anti-scientific no, 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 viewpoint no. because because it cannot because it because just because you know if we can limit it to two degrees versus three degrees versus four degrees versus five degrees it's exponentially worse no rob you, mis- you, you misunderstand me i sure. don't i'm not saying there's nothing we can do i'm saying <laughs> we won't do it true it's yeah. been something we can do what you mean we've been had the solution yeah. but it's like it ain't in us bro we don't got it <laughs> We just can't. There's too many stupids. We let them come out to the education system too long for too long. And now it's so easy to fool enough because you know what? The, the evil people in the world figured out a long time ago they didn't have to fool everybody. They didn't have to fool most of us. They just got to fool enough of, your, enough of us so they can keep enough power to stop any fucking progress. That's it. Long, and here's what's so wild: in, in 15 years, in 20 years, when it, when a, when 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 like most of the water is poisoned, like there's water wars and shit like that. Um, like like on them last days, like fallout days, when like money money don't mean nothing and bottle caps is currency. <laughs> we gonna look back and go, I can't believe we fucking did this over money that we made up. You know, it's like that's how much we worship money. To people, money is more real than like the water and the air and all of that. Like, I put it like this: if the same thing that was happening to the climate was happening to the economy, it would be all they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And we made the economy's made up. We made it up. Money's made up. We we made up money to represent the things that actually matter. You, you know, it's like it's like a dollar doesn't mean shit. A dollar is a chicken sandwich. The chicken sandwich is what means something, you know. But we've but we've forgotten that we've like been all taught to just worship money, like it like it really really matters. Like if if society collapsed, money ain't gonna mean shit. We're gonna be back to bothering, nigga. You gonna show up to the doctor with two chickens to get your medicine. The chickens is what matter. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's like it's, it's like we we learn to value this not real thing. Uh, it, I, I just, but you know what I'm going to do? Well, we never had a barter economy. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm starting to get successful right here at the end because <laughs> I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm not saving anything. I'm pulling everything out the Roth IRA. I'm pulling everything out the four one um, out the uh, the four hundred one k. I'm pulling everything out the long term savings. I'm pulling all the investments out. And I'm going to live it up. I'm just going to live it up. Fuck! I might own a yacht next week. I might just over leverage my whole portfolio and just ball out. Like, please believe if I if I get diagnosed with something. It's a wrap. I'm a, I'm I'm really out here. Like if I get if I find out, you know, it's like because you you got to start living now. Like it's a, like it's the end. You know what I'm saying? You got to start training your kids how to tie knots, how to dig holes, how to start fires. You know how to hunt elk with no with no ammo. Yeah, well, well there'll be plenty of ammo, and there'll be plenty of ammo. I mean, it, it, you know, they'll stop manufacturing it once society collapses. But it'll still be like old white dudes out in the woods and know how to make their own bullets. I don't know, but where they gonna get where they gonna get gunpowder? I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be still be it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a handful of people out there. You know, it's gonna be Mad Max out this motherfucker. We gonna we gonna Mad Max our way all the way to the end, bro. What was Rob's conspiracy about the the UFO? He said he had a conspiracy. 
I oh well, so. I mean, I think I I I think that it's uh, it's a way to get um, political support for increasing military budgets and spying on American citizens and foreign nationals. I think they're going to say, look, if we don't if we don't give Lockheed Martin another ten billion dollars to study the uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon issue, then the Chinese are going to are going to become friends with the aliens first or some bullshit like that. I, yeah, I think you're right. That's why there's no, the debt ceiling, there's no limit anymore. They just gave them a blank check until 2025. Yeah, that's how the debt ceiling works, though. They always raise it. But that, but no, I mean, but, they, we shouldn't even have the debt ceiling, period. But there's no it's cap this time. Bullshit. Yeah, but there shouldn't be a cap. It's made up bullshit. Yeah, it's a, yeah. De- debt ceiling is for, is, is for shit that we already spent. It doesn't make any fucking sense. But, but yeah, I think, I think that... Um, I think the only way we're going to get out of this is if we raise a uh, generation of little Ted Kaczynski's. And so I'm doing my part. No, 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 no. The only way out of this has to do with the next article. Four out of 4,000 selected to live in Mars-like simulation at Johnson Space Center for one year. Now, these aren't the people that got selected to go to Mars. There's a hundred of those fucking fools. Um, (laughs) Those those people signed up for Elon Musk. Okay. but these people are. This is a this is a government thing. Houston, Texas, starting Sunday night, a team of uh, four volunteers will spend the next year inside a seventeen hundred square foot three D printed habitat at Johnson Space Center. Three D printed habitat should give you pause for concern. The team is simulating <laughs> what it would be like to live on the planet Mars, and they started their adventure just after six thirty p.m. Houston time. For intrepid scientists began their year-long mission living as if on Mars so that the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, or NASA, could learn about how humans would fare during extended space travel. Among the challenges to rehearse, the distance between the planets, which averages roughly 140 million miles. Now listen, guys. Um, I understand. I understand wanting to know what it's like to live on Mars, but this doesn't tell you that. This doesn't tell you how people would fit with would, 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 would live on Mars. You want to know why? Because you can't pretend like you ain't going home. We don't know who the rapists are in that group. We don't know who the murderers are in that group. We don't know none of that because you know what? All those motherfuckers got to go back outside and go back to their lives. It's laws in that dome. Once they land on the red planet, ain't no laws out there. We don't know. We, we don't know. Somebody can literally go crazy on the way there. Like you said, on average, 140 million miles. You, you know, I mean, first of all, we, there's people alive right now that think they're going to go. And they've already signed up and everything. Like, it's people excited to go. It's like, you going to be the first person? <laughs> Did you hear about that guy that got divorced over it? Because he signed up? He signed up and his wife was like, what the fuck are you doing? We have kids. And he was like, this is, this is, More this important. is my legacy is to go to Mars. And she's like, okay, well, yeah. your legacy is going to be being divorced immediately. Yeah. Because- yeah. Cut that shit out, bro. You're not going to Mars, bro. That's not your legacy. And, and here's the thing. No one's going to remember your name. No one's going to remember your name. It's, that's not how it works. I mean, they're going to remember the dude that flew and they're going to remember the first motherfucker that stepped on the planet. That's it. Those are the only people we're going to talk about. You know, uh, if they're white. <laughs> they they definitely get credit for sure, and we they might get they might get dicey after that. But again, you know, unless you four or five, you know, unless you the first white, ain't no one gonna say your name. You know, I put I put, I put you guys like this. Y'all know who y'all know who landed on the moon? 
Who's who's got it? Who's got to say one one small step for man? One giant. Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. Okay, you know who you know who his homie was? Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. Okay, you know who the pilot? You know who the yeah? Who was the third dude? Nobody fucking knows. You know why? Because third dudes don't get shit if you're white. Okay, that's how it always is. Look, y'all know y'all know who who got credit for discovering America, even though he didn't discover shit. Christopher Columbus. It was three ships, the Nina, the Santa Maria, and the Pinta, right? Who was the captain of those ships? Nobody fucking knows. It's, that's not <laughs> how it works, guys. You, you number, I don't know, I forget how many people signed up for the Elon Musk thing, but it was like, I think a hundred? I mean, no, no. Um, Tens of thousands of people, of people signed up, but he, I think he chose a hundred. So, you know, did this guy get divorced when he signed up or when he got chose? Bro, you gonna, when he signed up. Bro, you gonna lose your family over some hypothetical shit. It's crazy, people, man. Hey, because, bro, listen, I'm I'm starting to lose more and more faith in Elon Musk. You know, I fucked with him. I was rocking with him. Remember when he first got Twitter? I was like, get a man a change. Yeah, hey, no, this man. What do we do? I mean, but now he just making he just be making erratic decisions. Crazy. I think he's starting to believe in his own genius. So sometimes he'll just do some shit. Starting? You think he's starting? I mean, I think it's starting to get like out of control. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it's like it's something like changing Twitter to X didn't make any sense to anyone on any level. Like nope. Like to, to think that you're so smart, you don't gotta be. You don't have to listen to nobody about nothing. But that's a that's a that's some because I know no. Or he's surrounded by yes men. Somebody had to stop him and be like, that's a bad idea, bro. Why are you changing the name? It's a, it's already a known brand. Also, now when I tweet, am I tweeting still or am I acting? Like, what? You're zeding. I'm zeding? Is that what he's calling it? That's what they're calling it. It's very stupid. Zeding. Man, why would you ruin? It doesn't make any sense because no one even talks about it like that. People still say they tweet. It's like, bro, it's still time to change it back. You can you can say you didn't. The, the response was, I, I don't know, but but. Why would you destroy the brand? Um, maybe that's his. Maybe that's his goal. It's part of his twenty-year plan. He said to turn it into like the world's biggest, you know, economic. His twenty-year plan. Yeah, it's oh, been twenty okay. years. So that means that he doesn't have to be accountable for anything that happens between now and then, and he knows that the world will be over by then. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna be tweeting in twenty years, bro. We're gonna be fighting over water. You know what I mean? When the when the fucking <laughs> When when Lake Superior becomes the Grand Canyon too, that's when that's when you go, you gonna have the greatest messaging platform in the world. Okay, that's gonna be useful for everybody. Um, I do need I do want one of them flamethrowers though. That was pretty sick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'd rather attack a, a intruder with a flamethrower than a than a pistol. Um. But that's but that's the weirdest thing to me, you know. And I can put all the all the other shit to rest. You know, this is a big thing that was happening a lot in Montreal. Is people, uh, you know, old friends or people that didn't know me that well or whatever. You know, it's like they don't believe that I'm happy in Texas. It's such a weird. People ask me the question in a, such a weird way, in like almost an accusatory. So you like it out there? <laughs> For real, you like it? I wasn't happy in Los Angeles. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like it's it's like because no one did that to me in L.A. You really like it in L.A. Really? I hated it. I didn't hate it, but but it's like it's oppressively when you poor in L.A. It's oppressive. Yeah, but it isn't a big part of it. You have way more money in Austin. You're more successful now that you're in Austin 
than when you were in LA. I think if you had your level of yeah, success well, in LA, you might have enjoyed it. That's more. true. That's true. I left. I left LA right as the like right after uh, right. the success started to kind of really kick in when I started making more money. And maybe and I and I have no doubt in my mind I would have enjoyed LA more if I had money when I was there. Like like if I had if I'd stayed in LA for this year instead of moving here, I would have enjoyed it more than I did. But but it but it wasn't just about not being able to afford things because because I wasn't dirt poor the whole time. No, you know I was homeless for the first two years and then I was doing okay. Like I could still, I could afford my rent the last five years. I could afford my rent. I was making money and I could eat. Here and you know, I wasn't eating fancy, but I could eat, you know, every now and then get what I want and all of that. So it was like, it wasn't that because, because here's the thing: I was also poor in everywhere else I've ever lived. In L.A., I didn't, I enjoyed the least because it just didn't. Um, how how to, how to put it? You know, I don't know. I just didn't get it. It was beautiful. I love, I loved the weather. I loved uh, the fact that you were, you know. A couple hours away from the mountains, a couple hours away from the beach, a couple hours away from the snow, you know, a couple, you know, it was, it, I like that you were like in proximity, but like living in Hollywood, it, I just, it just, I don't know, it just didn't, it didn't feel great to me. It was, you know, and, and the pandemic, I, I think maybe just made it like, like when post pandemic or made it. it when did you move to LA? I moved to LA, to LA. I moved to LA in 2015. Okay. So you were in LA for a few years. I was in LA for seven years. I left LA. And, and, no, no, I was there for yeah, seven years. Well, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, you were in, you were in LA, 2015. You, you, you're not really successful yet. You're kind of. I mean, you can live in everything, you can survive in everything, but you're not really successful. You're, you're working really hard, and then the pandemic hits, and then tail end of the pandemic, you move from. North Hollywood, which again, like when people say living in LA, there's lots of parts of LA. It's very different to live in West Hollywood than it is to live in Glendale or Burbank or Oh yeah, no, no, North no, no that's true. But I lived in I li- I didn't just live in, I, I lived in the valley that last year, but I but I lived in okay. other places too. Like I lived in Hollywood, I lived in North Hollywood, I mean in West Hollywood, you know, and and, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, West Hollywood is is nice. It's the nicest part of Hollywood, I think. But but Still, it just like like I loved I loved living in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't mind living in Portland. That wasn't half bad. I loved back home, PG County, DC, Maryland, Virginia. I loved that. Um, and and and, I, and and like I said, I I didn't hate LA, but I wasn't like I wasn't living there like oh my god, this is the absolute fucking best. Like I love it, you know. I I wasn't like that. And some people do. Some people they move in and they're like this is my place. I'm never leaving. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like that. And, and listen, I do. I don't feel like that about Austin either. I don't feel like, oh, this is my place. I'm never leaving. But I like it more and more every day. You know. <laughs> and and so you know, it's not it's not like you know. The, and here's the other thing: the main thing, the stage time. It just wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. It wasn't enough stage time, and it was so much politics around getting the good stage time. And I just was just over that shit. You know, well, I mean, I'm surprised that people are surprised that you enjoy living in Austin because you're very good friends with the king of Austin, <clears> Texas. <throat> so I don't, you know, uh, like yeah, what, yeah. what what could what could you really want? You know, you get all you get all the you get all this all the stage time you want yeah. at the premier comedy club in the town that's owned by a personal friend of yours who also happens to be right. the biggest 
podcaster in the world. And so, and, and also the f- the f- the five other comedy clubs that are within walking distance of that club, and also the other two comedy yeah. clubs that are across town. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's yeah. like so it's like you know what more could you want? My record my record now is twenty two spots in a week. Damn. Which in L in a, like. No, but nobody, nobody in LA is getting them, those many, that many spots. Like I wasn't getting that many, like the, the, I think the best week I ever had in LA was like seven spots, mm-hmm. you know? And that was like very rare. And it's like, and that's what I'm all about. It's like, it's cause, cause I, I get it. It's like, look, if you, if you got some, if you got some Hollywood buzz going on, if you in that show business world and you got that, that buzz going on, yeah, you should be in LA. You should be in LA eating, eating, eating soaking up the heat. Um, but, but I didn't really have all that going on and I want to get, I want my standup to get better. And I just got to the point where like, I need to go up every night. I need to go up as much as I need to. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be on some Mark Norman shit where I'm doing spot to spot to spot to spot to spot to spot to spot. Like he's known around New York for being like bang, 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 bang. Just constantly. It's like, yeah, I need to be able to do that. I need to be able to go up as that much. Now, obviously if I lived in New York, I'd probably be going up way more, you know? But New York is more expensive and very scary. I mean, very, like, not scary in that way, but, like, intimidating to try to, like, learn your way around and which trains to catch and where you can have spots two times. You know, it's like all that. But I would, I'm, I'm willing to, you know, I'm a, I think I'm going to visit that motherfucker for, like, a month sometime this, within this next year and just try to learn my way around that bitch, you know, and see if I like that, you know? But 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 that's, but that's the only city I miss living in. Well, I, I tell you what, man, it's like it's like, hey, bro, I need that stage time, and and, and you know, if you like me, you get it. If, if that's not what's important to you, if that's not what's the most important thing to you, then I, I'm not because I've never tried to convince nobody that they need to leave one place and come to Austin or leave, you know, or whatever. But I'm, but I just mean, if you want stage time, I don't think L.A. is not even on, on, on consideration. You know, it's right. just it's just not enough. It's just not enough stage time there, or, the, or in the show, and and then you know, obviously there's people starting shows, and, and there, there's some great shows there. You know, but again, it's like you know, the, you're not just you're not going up as much as you possibly can. You know, and it's like right. And if you start, if you and if you, I'm, I'm just telling you, like if you list the, if you if you right if you turn on the list of all of the top ten specials from last from this year, past year, it's like eight of them are are New York comics. Why is that? There's a reason for that. It's because they go up the most. You know, it's like you gotta you gotta go up. And I'm trying to you know, I don't I, and I don't and I don't understand why that, why that's not a sufficient answer for some people. But that's what it is. Um, Part of the issue with Los Angeles as well is there's so much competition for stage time with people who are not fundamental, like not primarily, I should say, uh, stand up mm, comedians. Tell me about right? it. Right. It's a lot of like. Instagram celebrities and influencers and stuff like that who have quote unquote comedy shows, but they didn't come up through like the stand up scene. That's not really what they're about. Yeah, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of people that, you know, they're takers, you know, they, <laughs> they care what they get out of stand up, but they don't give a fuck if they leave anything behind, you know. These are the same type of people that, you know, where you can't. You know, there's these people that fuck up the, uh, you know, the, the the take a book, leave a book thing in the in the in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? They just be taking books. They don't never put no books in there. You know what I mean? You ever see one of them shits? 
Oh yeah. It's just out on the sidewalk. Hey, take a book, free books, leave a book. And it's like, and you know, right, and right away, every time I see one of those, I think about where one of those cannot be. If I see <laughs> if I see a take a book, leave a book with books in it, I might I'll live around there. You know. But if I if, if the take a book, leave a book is all disheveled and there's like two books in there, it's like I ain't moving around there. It's it's already it's unscrupulous individuals around this motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? that, that's the first sign that there's a fake nice neighborhood. Um, yeah, let's take let's take a voicemail. Let's take a voicemail from uh, what is it? Big dog, big dog. Let's hear it. Yo, what's up, Brian? It's your boy, big dog. Big fan of the pod. Very funny. I was just what? What's your thoughts on uh, like America on the United States? You know, I know a lot of people don't have a lot of hope. They're disappointed, you know, you know, America's this, America's that, but there's a lot of good things about America too. It's almost like we're a big family and, um, or we're supposed to be a big family, you know, and I feel like there's a lot of good people in the state and there's a lot of community oriented things. And I was wondering what's your take on the states and what America means to you. And, uh, yeah, just let me know. I right, have a good one, bud. Bye. All right, big dog. Well, you can't be that big of a fan of the pod because you would already know how I feel about America. I talk about it incessantly. Um, yeah, listen, there's good people everywhere. You know, it was good people in Nazi Germany. You know, that, what does that mean? You know, because, because at the end of the day, like when you talk about America, See, the thing is, if you if you ask most Americans how they feel about America, they'll say they love America. But the real question you need to ask is, what do you mean when you say America? Who is America? Because everybody don't mean the same thing when they say that. You know? Do you think America is a family? As Big Dog says? Well, like, well, well again, that's just a different way of wording the same question. It's like, who's in the family? Because 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 you because you said a key word there, big dog. You said supposed to be. Yeah, that's what that's how we talk. I mean, that's the thing Martin Luther King kept saying. Like all the shit we write down about America, if we could just live up to that, we would be amazing. But we don't even try to do that no more. We don't try to be inclusive. You know, it's like America is everybody. It's not just the people that agree with you. It's not just the people that look like you. You know, and so until people realize that and start to act like that, like at the end of the day, because it used to be like when I was coming up, it was like at the end of the day, it's like we argue, we fight, but at the end of the day, we are the one. We see, we, you know, people were still, you know, have patriotism. But now it's not like that no more. It's like, yeah, I love America, but what I mean by America is like me and people that look like me. So, and people that think like me. So, you know, fuck fuck all these anti-Americans, you know, and by anti-American, they mean, they mean anybody that criticizes America. You know what I mean? And so I, you know, how can you, how can you love America if you're not willing to point out her flaws so that it can be fixed? Do you love America, Brian? Um, I don't know. I love the idea of America. But but like I said, what does that mean? I don't lo- I don't I don't love how she behave. <laughs> but like I said, I I don't I don't I wouldn't want to be somewhere else. I don't know where else I would want to be. I mean, it, it, I haven't been a lot of places yet. I'm, I think I'm gonna go do a lot of traveling next year. Um, but but every time I go, every time I leave the country, yeah, I see some things I like better. But then when I get back here, I'm like, ah, oh, home sweet home. 
You know? Home mm-hmm. sweet home. Everything tastes right. <laughs> Everything look right. Everything just seem right. We drive on the right, <laughs> you know, correctly. And so, I did, and maybe that's just being me being familiar. You know, maybe maybe it's not necessarily better, but like I like how America feels in terms of just my everyday life. You know, I don't always like what she do or what she say or who represents us or what they think. Um, we're definitely hugely responsible for uh, the current state of the climate and all of that. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, though, you know, I like walking through the passport line first. You know, and now that I can afford health care on my own, I don't care about that either. I hope all of y'all have a trouble with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so that's what it is. I, I, I don't know if I would use the word love. I don't know if I've ever said that love. You know, I guess the real question is, does America love me? I love America as much as America loves me back. Yeah, how about that? Okay, we got another thing from Tony from New Zealand. Yes, sir. All right, hit me. First of all, boys, uh, if I was uh, at an airport in America, you don't think that you wouldn't already fucking know about it because I'd be definitely coming to see you guys. Second of all, sounds like me. <laughs> Fuck, it was pretty shitty audio. I couldn't hear it that well, but he could even be a fucking Scotsman or a South African that's lived in New Zealand for a while. Oh. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I, um, I finally got the, got the wife to listen to a bit of an episode because she didn't believe that any famous comedian would uh, give a shit about what I've got to say. Um, he walked in on the part where you were talking about, uh, now, what was it? Um, uh, chicks with mental health problems, uh, hot chicks to just make their money off OnlyFans. And uh, if you see a crackhead walking funny, it's because she used to have a good ass and... <laughs> about it but she still has to walk uh, so later on that day I heard her talking to one of the daughters on the phone and she says your father's fucking mad that famous comedian he thinks he knows it's actually Andrew fucking Tate <laughs> oh my god wow wow Damn, Andrew Tate wishes he was as funny as I was um yeah yeah I guess maybe that wasn't Tony then in America or he's really committed to the to the lie you know, to the cover story. Um, yeah, th- yeah, that was that's a that was a weird part to have to try to introduce a woman to the pod to have her walking on that part. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was it was heavily misogynistic. I can admit that. Um, but listen, we we choose to say the funny things around here, okay? <laughs> and we'll deal with the fallout later. You know what I mean? Um, and also, it was true. Is that is that fair? Sometimes the truth is. Sometimes the truth is uh, is problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the truth is problematic. All I said was, if you a bad bitch, you you know you got various ways of making easy money, sex work. You know, yeah. yeah. You y'all should listen. Pay homage to the hoes of the past. They actually had to fuck somebody to be a sex worker. Now you can just go online and. <laughs> I mean, come on, come on. I, I, look, I don't know who, maybe maybe they exist out here, but I haven't seen any dudes going, mm, I came so good. Mm, I haven't seen that. I ain't seen no dudes making money doing that. You know? So, uh, you, know, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. 
And, and, and again, and, and again, maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe where I was wrong is by saying it was easy, but it is. Come on, y'all. Come on. I mean, the only thing you paying, only thing you paying is your dignity, paying your dignity, your little dignity, and you know you're gonna have to explain that shit to your kids one day because that's never going away. You know what I mean? That lady gonna have kids one day, and she gonna have to. <laughs> one day she gonna <laughs> she gonna be watching TV. She gonna think the kids sleeping the world, and she gonna hear, "Oh, ice cream's so good." From another room, she went, "Oh." No. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know, and, and maybe there is a male equivalent to that. You know, maybe your kids walking around going, "Daddy, what did you do in the war?" You know, or something like that. You gotta, I don't know, Daddy, is this you committing war crimes? I don't know. <laughs> um, but don't worry, man. We, we, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm really disappointed that we didn't, we didn't convert Tony's wife to a fan of the pod. Um, but tell her I'll try to do better. Get her to hop on one of these voicemails, you know, and uh, yes, and and and, uh, and let me have it. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm all about that. I love, I love, um, um, women yelling at me in my spare time and in my horny time. And on my podcast, uh, Tony also sent a uh, slight addendum. Uh, he says, "Hey, bro, sorry, and all the excitement of me having a doppelganger. I forgot about the child labor." Brian posed the question, who would let their children do these slave labor jobs anyway? Here's the thing. Not that many years ago, 1950s England, both my parents worked from the age of 16 and 13 for much less than adult wages. This money was handed over to their mom. Why did they do it? Because that was the only way they could make ends meet, and this was pretty common in working class England. Unfortunately, I fear that as the corporate oligarchs gain more power and control of both sides of the political system, we may devolve to a point where people have to send very young people to do these jobs just to get by. But maybe listening to Brian is just making me cynical. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what it's going to be? But again, hey, Tony, don't even worry about it, bro. It's, the world is like, we're not going to be around long enough. I put it like this. These kids is about to get put to work. You know, that's going to be their last job. You know, ain't gonna be no more jobs after this. You got, I'm telling you, you better teach these motherfuckers how to how to skin an animal. <laughs> you better, yeah, teach, you, you know, don't send them to the man, send them to the wilderness. We, that's what we gonna have to go revert to that. Kid turn thirteen, send them out in the woods. If they come back fourteen, then they then they then they're an adult. You know, straight up Spartan shit. You know what I'm saying? We got to test these kids now because that's what's gonna be left. No more society, just fucking. Us versus man versus wild. That's what that's what we left with. Um, or not. I mean, you know what? I'm feeling a little bit of Rob's optimism. You know, I feel I feel you know, the sunshine went through the window and reflected off the mirror and came down the stairs and hit me right in the fucking eyes. You know what? Maybe we will pull through. Maybe we will, you know, maybe America will just spontaneously um unite. And attack all of our problems with logic and reason and all the science and collective knowledge that mankind has ever mustered, you know, like the movie uh, Apollo 13. Um, no. No. No, no we just have, we have to teach all of our sons and daughters how to build munitions and yeah, how to shoot, hopefully how to shoot straight. Hopefully get the right idea and uh, yeah. some of these oil company execs start... Um, yeah, bro, you know, cause, cause listen, this is our only hope. This is our only hope. Okay. Do y'all know, do, do y'all remember, do, you, uh, <clears throat> do y'all know who I the term 
why the term white was invented. There was a there was a point where white didn't white wasn't a thing. You know this, right? It's like Europe, Europe was Europe wasn't white. It was Irish. It was English. It was French. It was and they all every day was fight each other. They weren't like one thing. They didn't they didn't call themselves that. They didn't think of themselves as that. You know what I'm saying? They they needed, even, the the they, they English need, needed the needed the poor Irish to break the skulls of black people. Exactly. The the they figured out because once once monarchs started getting their fucking heads chopped off, they fit they they figured out real quick that they that the the rich were in the minority and the only way they could maintain power was to convince poor people to be against each other, to convince poor whites. Who they were, who they were actively taking advantage of at the time, that poor everybody else was responsible for their poor poverty, or responsible for their problems. So they invented the term "white" to unite the poor whites against all the everyone else. And, and every single and, and every single race at some point eventually uh, uh, assimilated. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, because at first it was like, you know, at first the Irish were like, we ain't white, fuck the English, you know, and they started coming over here getting treated bad, and I was like, actually, <laughs> that white shit ain't half bad, like, if we can get in the white clubs, you know what I mean, same thing with the Italians, they, when they first came here, they wasn't in the white club, they was fucking immigrants, stealing jobs, and all that other shit, right, and you know what, this white shit ain't that bad, and now everybody white now, you know, and my point is, the only way that's the only the only thing that spurs the upper class into action is existential threats. So I feel like maybe our only hope is to is for some brave soul to start dragging these oligarchs in the street and chopping their heads off, actually blowing their heads off, sawed off shotgun, bang, just dragging them out in the street, bang. You know, because here, but here's the real problem: we don't even know who most of them are. Because the, right. the smart rich people shut the fuck up and just be rich. They're not trying to be known. They're not trying to be famous. You know, the that overwhelming majority of rich people in the world, you don't know who the fuck they are. You wouldn't even know them if they walked past you. You know? So, you know, who knows? But, but man, if because so, I, I, know, I know where my concern would be if I found out there was some serial killer out there. And then the next thing I learned was that they was only killing oligarchs. Like, wow. That's a hero. That's Batman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is, is a serial killer just a bad guy in and of himself? Depending on who he's serial killing, right? Usually it's hookers and poor people and people that won't be missed. And so we like, man, fuck those guys. But if a serial killer was actually killing people that I all that I agreed to die, I mean, listen, I, I, I put it like this: if he killed three people in a row, and I think and I thought all three of those people should die, you know, if he slipped up and killed an innocent on the fourth one, I, w- I would let that slide. <laughs> if he killed three, three if, does if, he need? if he killed three oligarchs and then beat a hooker to death, I would be like, well, look, look, let him cook. You know, let's see, what, let's see, what, <laughs> let's see where he's going with this. You know, maybe that was the oligarch's favorite hooker. I don't know. Let, let, you know, let's wait till the manifesto drop. We, let's not rush to judgment. You know. <laughs> <laughs>